0: What's up, Chicago? I'm Aaron Allen, and this is The Rundown.
1: Chicago has shaped me as an artist by being what I would classify as the underdog city.
0: That's Tony Smith. He's a true multimedia artist, which I love. As a Jane of all trades, master of none type myself... It's delightful to hear stories like his, especially when they're set in a city as rich in arts and culture as Chicago. As he'll tell you in a moment, Tony does a lot. And on top of the actual art he creates, he's also making sure the next generation of aspiring Chicago artists knows their history and knows how to use their voice. This profile of Tony is by my colleague Ari Mejia. It was for WBEZ's sister station, Vocalo, and their Shy Sounds Like series.
1: My name is Tony Smith. I'm a musician, I'm a photographer, I'm a filmmaker, I'm a graphic artist, I'm a publisher, I'm a mentor to youth, and this is what Chicago sounds like. I'll say a multimedia artist, because I do a mix of photography, Video, filmmaking, music production, graphic design. I guess those are all things that fall into that little scope of multimedia arts was born in the South, moved from Mississippi to Chicago as a toddler. My parents were educators here. My father taught at Calumet High School for 30 years. My mother at Phillips High School, lived in the Chatham neighborhood, then moved out to West Pullman. So went from a completely black neighborhood to a completely Polish neighborhood. And they both were really interesting and fun. High school went to what is now called Gwendolyn Brooks Academy, which was in Mendel. Through Mendel, everyone knows back in the days, we were the party school. Folk kind of learned and cut their teeth on giving parties. Well, I was giving what is now called house parties. And so I would had a chance to work with Frankie Knuckles and with this organization you guys have heard of called The Chosen Few. They were my neighbors, so they were giving parties for me starting in 78, going way back. So, yeah, I'm old. But through that, I had a chance to give parties all over the city, and I used that money to pay for college. Because, you know, Morehouse then... was cheap. So when I went off to college, was going to study medicine and they asked me a crazy question, all of us. Who's here to make money? Who's here to save lives? And I was one of those foolish six that said, to make money (laughs) they sent me to the business department and I switched from pre med to marketing. So finished Morehouse in eighty three Went to California, worked for a company out of Chicago called R&R Donnelly, and that's where I kind of got my exposure in graphic design and color reproduction and working with major accounts and kind of took that knowledge from the West Coast and brought it back here to Chicago. It was one of those things where when I got here, they said, you should go visit the Southside Community Arts Center. They said it's a sanctuary for artists of color. And when I was there, it was like, all of a sudden, you have a chance to meet all these incredible people that, again, you have no idea that Kerry James Marshall is going to become Kerry James Marshall, that Amanda Williams is going to become Amanda Williams. Fahim Majid, he needed someone to help run the center while he was getting his master. So I was already working. So I had a chance to like work with Fahim and work with the center and curate shows. And it was just a beautiful, wonderful situation. And it's kept me kind of stabilized in the arts. So I decided I would go to the School of the Art Institute. My thesis became Black is Beautiful. And in that, had an opportunity to interview 40 artists, some that were, now that are passed, but that were living, that could give their stories about the wall of respect and the impact it had on the Black arts movement and the role that Dr. Margaret Burroughs played. And so that went, from just research to a documentary film that we debuted at the Du Museum. It turned later into a solo exhibition and then a coffee table book. And then it expanded from there where Hyde Park Arts Center came and they said, we kind of like what you're doing, so would you come teach with us and share this with our teens? I've spent the last 20 years of my life in the arts, working on ways to expand on our creativity, to share our vibrancy, to help build new artists, to help document older artists that have passed and the most important part for those of you don't know this is that the more you teach (laughs) the more you learn I love teaching and that's not it's not fair don't get this wrong guys if you're listening I'm not out there trying to take the young knowledge from my teens but they're so vibrant and they see things so differently and they motivate me and they give me purpose I like things when they'll do crazy stuff like say Mr. Tony I bought a camera I'm thinking, so you're serious? Or I'm going to graduate, I'm going to college, and I'm going to study filming. You know, so those things make you feel good. I guess I'm known also as an archivist, because I also document permanent collections, places like the Southside Community Arts Center, etc. cetera, DuSawa Museum, uh, just capturing the work so we can share it with future generations. That kind of is in a nutshell. I think I said I'm also a musician, throwing that in that bank, and I love playing guitar and uh, some piano and a little bass. I started taking pictures when I was 12, 13 years old. My father gave me my first camera. It was an SRT Minota One on One. I was intrigued by black and white photography. I had an opportunity to have a dark room at the Southside Community Arts Center. I had one in California. I lived there as well. But coming to the center had a full place to teach, had a dark room, and really became just entranced with photographing portraits and people. I love body. I love sculpture. A project that I worked on that's probably my favorite now would be my coffee table book. And it's called Black is Beautiful. And it's 124 pages of a mix of incredible artists, activists, scholars, um, things I want to dispel myths like some youth don't understand about, you know, Black cowboys. And I'm thinking, Black folk rode horses and taught other cultures how to ride horses. But In this book, I've had a chance to document some incredible people and have images that will have a a legacy that will last well beyond when I'm on this planet. But more importantly, have had a chance in shooting them to have their stories. It was really kind of a takeoff on Vanderzee where people would come by on Sundays in their best dress and it would be photographed. So in my book, eighty percent of the people have all been photographed in this small corner of my studio that has these springs and beautiful light. And it's all about, you know, how I use I guess people say I'm a purist because I like using things that are very natural. I don't want a, lot, a whole lot of special effects or a lot of retouch. I want clean, beautiful lighting. I want beautiful portraits that show the power and majesty of my people. Chicago has shaped me as an artist by being what I would classify as the underdog city. I had friends from New York that came here and made a few mistakes. They was like, "Oh, this art scene is the Chitlin Circuit," so they left and went back to New York. I had folks that from California and L.A. that still felt like, "Well, we wouldn't have you know the type of breadth and, and 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 diversity in a segregated city like Chicago." But what they forgot was that some of the most incredible people come through this place. We're in the Midwest. We're in the center. So you have. East Coast, West Coast, Europe, coming through and they stop and they share their gifts with, you know, they share their gifts, I'm going and they share their gifts. So I feel like this was the best place for me to be to help build a career. My legacy will be having a chance to act in the role of my parents. Again, they were educators. My legacy will be the hundreds of students around the city in Chicago and other places that now have been influenced by the greats that I have been exposed to and can now continue to share their experiences, factual experiences. That's the one thing that I loved about video and photography is that it's not someone else's interpretation it's what you see is really happening with video. It's the stories that are your story, not his story, but your story and it can change the world. Something as simple as a camera or pen can change the world. My name is Tony Smith. I'm a musician. I'm a photographer. I'm a filmmaker. A graphic artist. Publisher. I'm a mentor to youth. And this is what Chicago sounds like.
0: Hope you dream of me too. Staying, cuz I think I need to be on the run. On the run, well, I'm dreaming of you. The lovely music you're hearing was composed and produced by Tony Smith. And this episode was produced by Ari Mejia at WBEZ's sister station, Vocalo. It's part of their Shy Sounds Like series. You can learn more about Tony and find more profiles of Chicago artists at vocalo.org slash shy sounds like. And that's it for today. As a reminder, it's Juneteenth on Monday, so we won't have any episodes that day. Hope you can take some time to rest, reflect, and celebrate. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers and caregivers on daddy duty. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next week.